0: I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we all are baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body that have given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. This is the word of God for the people of God.
1: So, two weeks ago, I stood here really excited about the snow. And my understanding is that some of y'all maybe spoke words against me because of my excitement as day seven and eight continued. But hey, you got some better weather this. A couple of days ago, wasn't it? It was like 60 something. I'm like, I did not. I don't know how to dress at this moment. This morning, I was walking, and I guess it was wintry mix I was experiencing. But no matter what the weather is like outside, we get to gather together as a community of faith. I wanna let you know about an opportunity that we have. We've been talking about the new building, the children's building and the pre in the preschool building, which will allow for renovations for Cades. And we are on our way to hopefully being able to break ground in the fall of 2025 or early 2026. And what that means is we need a committee. Oh yeah, some of y'all been on committees, I could tell by that. And how we go about creating a building committee to start the preparations, there's a lot of pre-work that takes place, is we hold a charge conference. Our district superintendent has called that charge conference, which we will discuss about starting a building committee. That charge conference is... Tuesday, February, I was trying to think, February 13th. Yes, it's um, it's Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, right? You would love to be here in this room at 7 o'clock as we discuss this building committee as part of a charge conference that our district superintendent is planning. It's part of the leadership council meeting that takes place approximately quarterly. It will begin at 7 o'clock. You are welcome to join The charge conference and the leadership council one or the other or both and anyone is invited to attend we just want to make sure that you have plenty of notice to plan ahead for that charge conference one of my responsibilities here at Concord is working with folks who are new to our community of faith for folks taking next steps. We have a group that's called Connect to God in Concord. And if you're interested in what your next steps are, maybe it's your interest in joining the church Maybe it's, how do I get involved with a group? What, are, what is Concord about? Maybe you want to take that next step by joining Connect to God and Concord. And it actually started today, but it's not too late. You can still be involved if you show up at 10 o'clock in the fellowship hall next week. Or give me, an, if you email me, then I can connect you. I've been, no pun intended, Connect to God, connect you. You see, it, it works. One of the groups that I got to work with a couple of years ago, there was a family, it was a husband and a wife, and they asked to meet with me about joining the church. And one of the spouses was had been raised in a church, knew what it meant to be part of a church. There are many of us here today who we know what it means to be a part of a church. Maybe we grew up in a church, maybe we thought we were born at church and you just like, you just just go right through and you just are part of a church. Now some of us take, I I start to call it a sabbatical. My time out of the church was not a sabbatical. That was not what I was doing for 10 years. But maybe we've taken time away from the church and maybe we're finding our way back. Maybe we weren't ever a part of a church but we're curious about who God is, who Jesus is, and what this church is all about. So the wife understood what it meant to be a church, to be a member of a church. But the husband asked me a question that I want you to think about. The husband the husband said, "Why why would I join a church?" Why join the church? And he wasn't being critical. He just was curious. why, Why would I join the church? So why do we join a church? Why are we part of this community of faith? Now, initially I was like, well, that's just, that's what we do. And then I'm like, gosh, I've got to come up with something more effective than that. Part of church is understanding what church is. Sometimes we think of it as a building, it's a place that we go to, but when we look at scripture, a church is not a building, it's a people. When we look, at the concept, the word church does not appear in the Old Testament. It, it appears in the New Testament. Matthew, the author of Matthew, is the first to talk about the church. Actually, he talks about the church uh, to Peter, that he's going to build the church on the rock. On, we, so we may see that as Peter. We see church in the book of Acts multiple times, which makes sense because the book of Acts is focused on the early church. Paul mentions church multiple times in his letter to the churches he plants. We see this in the New Testament. But what the word church means when we see it in the New Testament, what the word means is assembly, a group of people. A church is an assembly of persons for a purpose. We are a church, not not because we're in this building, Though buildings play a role in it. When we see each other outside of here, we don't go, oh, we're not in the building. We like communicate with each other because we are part of a church. We are part of an assembly and our purpose is what we say here is to share Christ, serve others and grow in faith. And that is our understanding of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. When Jesus said in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize and teach. We, we say that in share Christ, serve others and grow in faith. You hear it you read it it's because we want to always be focused on what our mission is so say it with me the church is a people not a place the church is a people not a place and we are part of this community of faith now we gather in a place we meet in a place but at its core a church is an assembly a group of people community of faith. What Becca read to us today is in 1 Corinthians 12. Two weeks ago, we read 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind. We are focused on loving, and we started with loving ourselves, which you may be like, oh, really? I- I thought God was the deal. God is the deal. But when we look at when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so how we love, how we love ourselves is out of God's love, God's unconditional love, God's grace-filled love. God's forgiving love. And w- many of us struggle with that when we think about, do I love myself? Am I, am I, do I love myself unconditionally, grace-filled, and forgiving? And it's out of that that we are rooted in God's love. Then we talked about loving our families, those closest to us, our family of origin, or our family of choice, and or. Last week, we talked about loving our neighbors as ourselves, This week, we're talking about loving our church family, loving the people, loving our church, our community of faith. Paul, in the words that Becca read in 1 Corinthians 12, what we see is Paul is talking to the church at Corinth. Church at Corinth was having some struggles. There were some people that thought they were superior to other people in the church, Can you imagine what that must be like? That within a group that you would see some people that think they are better or worse than other people. And Paul is talking to the church saying, listen, it's about love. It's about that we are all given gifts by God. We are all part of the one body of Christ. We are all a part. No, no matter what, we are each a part of the body of Christ. Paul does this cool thing. He gives these examples about our body. Like he says, what if your whole body was just an eye? Can you imagine? Like that doesn't even make sense. We're like, Paul, you're being a little dramatic. But what he's talking about is the significance that each and every one of us are a part, a member of the one of the one body of Christ. It talks about one suffers, we all suffer. One rejoices, we all rejoice. We are each a part. Each of us are a part of the one body of Christ. When you think about the concept of membership and joining the church, we're not joining another organization We're part of organizations beyond the church. No, it's about bringing our part. In some translations, it says member. Bringing our member, our part to the one body of Christ. Loving our church family is like a math problem. Some of y'all just stopped right there because you don't think you're good at math, but you're going to be good at this one. Loving our church family is like a math problem. No one is greater than or less than the other. Now, we're all at different stages of our life. We all come to this one body with different experiences. It may be your first time here. You may be checking us out online. You are as important as those who have been here for decades, Sometimes those of us who have been here for decades were like, well, I'm not as important as I used to be. No. We are all important. None of us are greater than or less than each other. Each of us is a part in the one body of Christ. And Christ is the focus, it's the love of God that is demonstrated through his love of, through Jesus how he poured his life out for us. And that is what we are a part of. None of us greater than or less than. Two weeks ago, and I have to admit, January just feels like one big, I don't even know how to describe January, but I think it was two weeks ago. We were in this room and you all helped us put chairs up and then we put tables down. And there were 12 stations in this room each station had three tables, and it was an assembly line of sorts. It was, we were creating, as one of our projects with Mission Blitz, we were creating these bags of soup and oatmeal. It depended on what table you were at, whether it was soup or oatmeal. And it took multiple people along that three ta- those three tables to create this packet of soup, an oatmeal or oatmeal. It, had a, it was sealed up and it had a sticker on it. In fact, we got some of them still boxed up. People are, pantries are coming to get them. Now, what was beautiful about that is if you stood back and you watched a station. There were people of all ages. There were people who were new or who had been here a while or somewhere in between. And each person played a role in making sure the ingredients got put in the bag, the bag got sealed, the the sticker went on, and we had a packet. No one greater than or less than. It's even what we do on a Sunday morning. Will or myself may be the one up here preaching, or we've got Paul, we've got Mike, we've got the musicians. You may see them. It takes each and every one of us, and the tech crew that's behind the scenes, like if the sound's not working, despite my effort to be loud, it's still not going to be good. It is that each part, none of us are greater than or less than the other. Each of us is a part of the one body of Christ. So what is your part? Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 that we're uniquely equipped. You do not want me leading music. I'm just telling you. You don't. You you don't want me building something here at this building. If you see me with a hammer, stand back. That's not how I've been uniquely gifted by God. Now I can bring you some water while you do it. I can sweep I can make sure that you have what you need. What is it about each of us that we've been uniquely gifted? What is our part? That our parts come together in the one body of Christ. So we are a part of the one body of Christ. None of us greater than or less than the other. Part of loving our church family also includes welcoming. That's the title of our series, Love Others, the Art of Welcoming. It is love in action. The Connect to Concord group that started in September of this past fall, I've been meeting with them because we're continuing this process down the discipleship pathway. A couple of weeks ago, I asked them, I I said, hey, I need some feedback. Will you tell me what your experience has been? What What are the ways that we've been effective? What are the ways that we can grow? And be honest, just don't tell me what I want to hear. Just be honest. And one of the consistent things that people said, it just started this conversation about how welcoming this community of faith is one person shared about they weren't just new to this church they weren't just new to this community they were new to the state and they were looking for a place to connect they talked about that for being a large church that we were welcoming that people connected And that's a big deal because when you're a larger church, one of the things that happens is you can come in for an hour every Sunday, kind of sneak in for lack of a better term and sneak out. And maybe you like it that way or maybe you're someone who has gone into a church setting and no one said a word to you but you could tell people were talking. See, the art of welcoming isn't just for the folks who meet you at the door, who greet you. That is part of it. It's that each and every one of us have a part to play in welcoming each other into this room. We have the three-minute, ten-foot principle. Three minutes... 10 feet. And what that means is that you arrive three minutes before the service starts. Some of y'all got this down. Some of y'all are going to have to start with 10.59 and then you'll move your way to 10.57. It means being here at 10.57. That's the three minute part and or staying 3 minutes after not darting out cuz you're trying to get to the restaurant but that you are like I'm going to be a part of being welcoming of love in action the 10 foot thing is is that you don't just show up 3 minutes early find your seat and sit there you take the time that, to talk to people within a 10 foot radius of you just say good morning Say, if you don't know someone's name, say, hey, my name, don't say Brooke, say your name. Hey, um, I just want to introduce myself, so glad that you're here. And then sometimes what we hear are people like, well, I'm afraid, to ha- I'm afraid to go up to someone because they may have been here a long time and I just don't know them. That's okay. Like, you should probably get to know their name if you don't know it. There are others who are in here who just the thought of this make you go, "I am making sure I'm here at 11:05 and that I leave at 11:45." There's the concept of introvertedness that some of us have, that this is not the most comfortable thing. But remember, you're a part of one body. And our God who equips us, equips us to be able to have a conversation, even when it may stretch our comfort zone. Three minutes early, 10 minutes, 10, 10, I started to say 10 mile radius. No, 10 foot. And we're going to practice it. I know, some of y'all are just like, oh. I should have left already. (laughs) We're going to practice it. Another thing that happens is we know, some of us know people who are here. So we're attracted to talking to each other, which is great. That's part of being a community of faith. But sometimes what that does is that cuts us off from getting to know others, remembering we are all part of. I know you're like, you said you were were practicing. Okay, here we go. We're going to take maybe 30 to 60 seconds, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to find at least one person that you may not know who is within a 10-ish foot of you, and I want you to speak to them. On your mark, get set, go. Now, if you're online, one of the things that we would like to know is who you are. Share that in the comments. Now, was that too difficult? Y'all actually, I don't care what you say, you were actually having fun, some of you all. (laughs) Even the introverts are like, "Eh, maybe it wasn't too bad. Show up three minutes early, stay three minutes after, and be part of loving our church family. Be part of loving each other out of God's grace and unconditional love We are parts of the one body of Christ. It's not like another organization. This is the body of Christ. This is amazing. Not only is loving your church through the art of welcoming, but loving includes utilizing what God has given us for the benefit of the church. I've given examples like, you don't want me singing. I can't play an instrument. When I started back in church in my late 20s, I, I, I love kids. I, I love to teach. And so what I did is I got engaged with youth ministry at the, lo- local, at the local church that I was involved. What is it that God's equipped you to do? What is your part? Is your part working with children, serving in children or youth ministry or adult ministry? Is it welcoming and greeting folks not only on Sunday night, but on Wednesday night? We, we serve approximately 120 meals on a Wednesday night. We have approximately 70 to 80 people who come to worship. It is important how we welcome each other. Between January and October of 2023... We served over 6,900 meals between Wednesday night and delivering meals to folks on Thursday mornings, Thursday lunch. Is that not amazing? 6,000 over 6,900 meals. Not like, look at what we've done. That's not it. Look at what God is doing. And you get to be a part of it. We need people serving and preparing the meal. We need, we need people cleaning up the meal. We need folks welcoming and greeting. And if you're like, I just don't have time, and we all are in different stages of our lives, commit to once a month doing one thing. If you're like, I can't do it, all right, start with once a quarter. You received a card when you came in that you can check off what you're interested, how you're interested in loving your church community, your church family. Leave that card on the seat. Or you can use the QR code that appears on the screen. Or go to concordunitedorg serve. Each and every, it is part of being a follower of Jesus Christ is serving others. And we come to this community of faith to be filled. And we also are a part of the one body of Christ where we get to love our church family through serving. None of us are greater than or less than the other. We're all God's beloved children. And loving includes the art of welcoming and utilizing our gifts. What a great community. What a great assembly to get to be a part of. We are parts of the whole. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we give thanks to you that you created us all uniquely. May we be open and willing to how it is that we can love our church family lord you know what we need to do you know what those next steps need to be for us may we be willing to take just the next one we don't have to know what it looks like we just got to take that one step we give thanks that you create these assemblies these people that have the same purpose your purpose lead us guide us And may we be willing, may we always give you the glory and the honor. Into your hands may your will, that our will be done. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.